Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but... Pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a round of the week complete. We'll be a quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review NXT. And I think it's safe to say, Michael Hamlet, that is the best wrestling show I've seen in 24 hours. <laughs> um, I've just reviewed another wrestling show. I watched two today. Uh, the other one. The other one you can uh, the other one you can find at whatculture.com forward slash WWE. Uh, that had a Stone Cold match of the year candidate. I still think it'll be there in December. I still think we'll be talking about it. Um, and this massive star making a splash. <laughs> and the other one was Wrestle Kingdom. No, I can't even do that joke with a straight face because this NXT was garbage. This was absolute straight trash. It was straight trash. And uh, I kind of... I'll talk about it. We'll stretch some comedy out of it. We'll do some riffs. We'll do some bits. We'll have some fun. I just watched Omega versus Will Ospreay. And, uh, but what if I want your thoughts on that rather than this? Well, if you wanted my thoughts on Omega versus Ospreay from Wrestle Kingdom 17, listen to this. Yeah, right? obviously. This is going to be very good. Then load up another podcast where we review Wrestle Kingdom 17 on uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Imagine Vic Joseph trying to switch gears from Omega Ospreay or something on this show. Like Imagine to... him during Omega Ospreay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ruined it. I imagine it. I hear him through us every week. Like that's his like our like most excited during that match watching this morning is his base level for a lockup, isn't it? Like us squealing at that turnbuckle DDT is his oh the collar and elbow. Mm. Well, think about uh... where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> the other way, that one. No. no, no uh, oh, it's there. There, that one. There. All right. Okay. The thing about Vic Joseph commentating yeah. on a Will Ospreay match yeah. is that it would be fitting because we all know that Will needs. Oh, teachable moment! Teachable moment! <laughs> Got there in the <laughs> end. Got there in the That's end. That's a funny soundboard joke. <laughs> I think the the nicest way to it's des- all the time <laughs> to describe this, describe this show was eventful. This is a go home show ahead of New Year's Evil, and. Stuff happened. It was full of events. 
So technically, strictly, <laughs> it was eventful. Mm. But I'm not being funny, right? Like, you want to do the, I don't respect this business. You got bumping, putting the lines on the line. Here's business. So I don't want to be that kind of guy because, you know, from Breaker, uh, Apollo, Cruz, and Melo. Yeah. Spoiler alert, had a pretty damn good match. Yeah. Mm. Really some of the that. bumps worked bloody hard. Fast pay, some of the bumps, like, oof. Just watched Omega Osprey. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's going to pale in comparison. Yeah, it is a, a difficult day to be trying to objectively review this show. It's or probably, subjectively. It's probably like Shawn Michaels working smart as usual and just saying, look, lay back this week, guys. Yeah, like we don't need to be fighting for conversation space for Rest Kingdom. Let them have it. Mm. Let them have it. Triple H did on Raw. Over in Nuge. Let them have it, and then we'll take the conversation back from the Easy Evil. Next, next week will be our week. Yeah, next week's the five stars. Next yeah. week we'll do the cocaine wrestling. The Yale, <laughs> as Joe Michaels himself <laughs> likes to say. <laughs> Give the Yale next week, lads. Come on. So uh, NXT opened with a recap video. Who <laughs> Yale's evil? Looking, looking back at an eventful 2022 for uh, NXT. Roxy's <laughs> title win, bronze title Yale win. over. I see a line in the sun. Line. Uh, you sure did. <laughs> they also highlighted. Hey, he says it. He does. The 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 uh, arrivals of uh, Pretty Deadly and Alba Fire. Yeah, um, Tony D'Angelo's run and Santos Escobar and the whole kicking him out of NXT and that sort of thing. Cora and Roxy. Uh, Apollo Crews and just lots of lots of high spots. It's, uh, I didn't quite realise how much they'd crammed into the last year. I've not felt as emotional to a video package since the AW Daily's place one. TBH. <laughs> well, anyway, thirty seven years old. Bad enough when you write it down. Uh, yeah, and the show opened as you mentioned, Sid, with a really good match. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews, two guys who don't need to be in developmental. Let's be honest. No. Um, great start. Um, back and forth stuff. Cruz hit a moonsault off the apron to take us to a break when we come back. Uh, Trick Williams, who's there with Car- Carmelo Hayes, is causing a distraction to allow Carmelo Hayes to take over and target the the leg, the, the left leg, the knee uh, of Apollo Cruz. Starts working it over. Cruz makes his comeback. Lariat's backstabber, flying lariat, uh, superplex. Um, they sort of exchange some high kicks. Cruz gets all fired up, but Hayes catches him with a sort of diamond cutter. Um, Cruz fires back with a blockbuster. Again, Williams interferes, um, but Cruz clotheslines him, but that allows Hayes to capitalize on him, on that, and uh, take over. Cruz fights back with a knee strike. Um, Hayes eats a, an ultimate warrior sort of military press over his head by Cruz. He goes for a standing moonsault, but tweaks the injured leg as he's going for it. And, and uh, I think Mello rolled out of the way as well. Um, and so Mello hits the code breaker, goes up top and hits that guillotine leg drop of his for the one, two, three. I thought this was tremendous. Um, there is a, Oddly, we do apply the same consistency to Carmelo Hayes, if not all of NXT, that we do AW. We do have high standards when we believe higher standards can be met. And I think for, there was a little while where the one thing Carmelo Hayes was missing was consistency. Like, the, the performances were there, but when they weren't there every week, you're thinking, oh, that's why he's still a more of a developmental guy. It's just not the case anymore. He has these great matches all the time. He seems to be able to play... Like, I've seen him in the last three or four weeks play cocky, confident, heel like, who's still a little bit of an underdog. When he was a North American champion, he was this take-on-all-comers champion that couldn't be stopped. He is now ascended to this 
sort of new orbit of being a guy that is clearly too big for the developmental, but he's still showing that he's got this killer instinct that where it still feels fresh and still feels new. Actively feels like he's adding stuff to his game, and the matches are always above a certain level now, which definitely, definitely wasn't the case throughout mm. 2021. The latter half of last year, and what I'm going to assume will be the remainder of this year until he ends up on Raw SmackDown, says to me that like we're seeing the completion of his development, which mm. I suppose you know is a, a credit to Shawn Michaels or the PC, and we rarely give credit to them. And himself. And, and Carmelo Hayes, of course, yeah. Something else seems to have locked in for me. And yeah. you're feeling it in the matches because it's not just who he's in there with, it's him full stop now, which is great. Yeah, it's obviously not going to be Wrestle Kingdom caliber, and it's unfair to compare it uh, to that event. It's just difficult not to when you've just bloody watched it. Um, but this was stylistically very, very cool, very frenetic, but I didn't feel like it was soulless either. Mm. It, felt, it felt like both workers were wrestling a match with a real competitive edge that they, you know, the characters really wanted to win it and the competitive flex to have a really great match drove the performance element of it. Yeah, and I, I liked the, you know, the, the theme of you know, they've kind of got next and it works with arguably both people because everyone's a baby face when you put them across from Grace and Bloody Waller and Mello obviously could be the guy to take it off. Mm. Uh, Bron Breaker, if he survives the the big test at New Year's Evil, but I think I agree in terms of both of these guys um, can be on the main roster or can return to the main roster in terms of one of them, you know, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews don't need to be farting around in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. That was 19 for a future reference. Future reference. Um, I'll say one thing as well. Because... These WWE main roster crowds get quieter every week, and it's getting really, really drab and a chore to sit through, from my perspective anyway. I'm genuinely really enjoying the NXT in-ring action when it peaks because the fans are into it. Yeah. It just... I know it's performative sometimes, not all the time. This wasn't, I thought, but genuinely earnestly into this match because it was very well wrestled, and it's just night and day in terms of atmosphere. There are, what... 200 people in this building? Mm. How many people? About 200? Something like that. All, yeah, all three so. as well. All, all three. Tickets. And there's going to be like... How many times does 200 fit into like 8,000? 160. Okay, there's 160 times more people in the... That's miles wrong. Main... 400. Whatever it is. 400 times more people on a main roster TV show in WWE... I don't know when year is up for it, is this? 40. Thanks. 40, yeah. 40 times. Well, it means that you care about letters, not numbers. It's fine. It's, I just, Cruz is both. Well. So, yeah. Cruz is like. Axiom. <laughs> and. Uh, Poffo. Scripts. Scripts. Axiom and scripts. It's going to do a big knob, jo- big knob joke there. <laughs> but we're stuck on maths and English as a tag team yeah. instead. Uh, so anyway, yes, uh, Mello beats Cruz, but the, the bell has barely rang to end that match. Then, what's that? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a... Nerd! Axiom runs in. Uh, you could use that tee up for like a new NXT character. It's a bird plane person. <laughs> we already did an extended riff when the bird lady came in. Yeah. So it's going to be, Is it a bird? Yes. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> Just goes into a telephone box, but comes out exactly the same. Oh. <laughs> Oh, are you ready? Just fly, fly into the glass a few times. <laughs> so, yeah, Axiom... That's r- such a good bit. <laughs> like doing a barbershop because John's obsessed with his own past. Keeps trying to smash it through. 
bouncing on the floor. Uh, anyway, Axiom runs in. The barbershop's erected um, by the entrance for a later segment, and yeah. she just keeps going into it without realising that it's Shoot. a barbershop. J.D. McDonough driving his car, and it's just, it's a windscreen, just, pfft, windscreen wipers are off. <laughs> uh, so Axiom runs in, uh, comes off the top rope, and crossbodies both Hayes and Trick Williams, who he's supposed to fight. He uh, springboards into a moonsault, chucks Trick Williams back in the ring. Let's get on with this. Uh, shorter match, still quite enjoyable, because Axiom's flying all over the bloody place. Uh, Trick Williams fights back a bit, um, goes for a big kick, but Axiom hits him with a Superman punch. Golden ratio, one, two, three. Uh, there's a post-match as well where Trick Williams and uh, Carmelo jump him afterwards, but Cruz makes the save. Um, but Axiom's great, isn't he? Yeah, he is great. Um, Trick Williams is, was just a base for Axiom. So I'm not being critical of Trick Williams, but I am being a bit critical of WWE. Like, I don't think I do want him to be this great wrestler. I agree with Sidgwick. Obviously, some time in a dojo or somewhere outside of this system would, of course, be the making of him as a wrestler. But not everybody needs to have the makings of them as a wrestler. Like, I think his character is fully drawn as Carmelo Hayes' his awesome manager. And I don't think that matches like this particularly help that aesthetic. Especially not immediately after Melo. Well, yeah, yeah. If he becomes a very good wrestler, I think he's got more potential than Hayes. Really? He's just such a personality. Yeah. Such an unbelievable personality. But yeah, look, it's you can't look bad in a three-minute match with Axiom. Mm. So, what, what's that to say? Um, New Day are backstage. Income, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, see, say, oh, you've been, you've been dodged. It was a bit more animated. This from whatever is it, Mick Jagger? No, he's Robbie Fowler. What are they, they now? This, uh, I mean, they're, 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 a fa- they're a family. Yeah, they do wear family. their own t-shirts. They're trunks. Like the magic power's gone. Four branches, one root. Yeah, one tree. So four one cup. Four roots, one tree. Four roots, one tree. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, they said, oh, you've been dodging us because we're the biggest threat to your tag titles. And Xavier's like, no, we dodged you because you look like your extras from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and uh, oh Kofi, said, Kofi said, I thought you'd need a permission slip from Daddy. Uh, and Joe hey, Dad, the rock. <laughs> Joe Gacy says, look, there's no, there's no one leader of the Dead. We're all in this together. Uh, you think you know family? Uh, but we're a real family, unlike your gaggle of bastards, basically. Uh, and Kofi says, "We well, got a problem. Let's, let's have it out there. Let's have a bit of a cool fight then." Uh, and Gacy says, "Beating you will only make my jism strong." <laughs> 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 the match is set up for later, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, imagine the Rock coming in at the Rumble to like take out anyone that's taking the piss out of his daughter's new stable, but that's way more than twenty nine other people. Oh bollocks! <laughs> <laughs> I've just got to keep coming. Like the Inoki slapping bit. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of people lined up. I'm sorry, I took the piss out of your daughter. Right hand from the rock. Um, that was followed by the revelation, and I'm surprised he managed to make it on the podcast yesterday as a result of this. <laughs> Two podcasts, in fact. That Stax had been uh, kidnapped by Dijak last week. Pugret. Probably should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Do you think Dijak knows? Do you think he's just been sat there all week? He's like, what the hell did I hear about you doing two podcasts, you punk rat? So, uh... Those goddamn Brits. He's all bruised. We got bad opinions. He's, he's all bruised bitch. up. He's all... He's that what culture virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Married with two kids. He's handcuffed his... <laughs> Those Brits fell off stacks. He's handcuffed to a... Dead channel. <laughs> handcuffed to a chair. 
Dijak puts a tape in. Retro. Uh, you fell off. <laughs> Dijak. Actually, I'm getting annoyed. This yeah, he's say. Do you want to do? Do you want to read the Red Dijak bit? Free. It's there. He puts the puts the tape in. This bit here. That one there. That one there. Uh, Lorenzo, I bet you're starting to regret the way you barged into my locker room and spoke to me. And Stack says, <coughs> "I do whatever the Don needs me to do." I can't do it. <laughs> I do whatever I do whatever the Don needs me to do is what Stack says. And that's great, but loyalty has its consequences. Disrespecting me will never go unpunished. You and D'Angelo have your way of handling business, and I have mine. Your boss calls himself the daughter of NXT, right? Well, when it comes to fear in NXT, you're looking at the face of fear in NXT. Jesus Christ. What do you think of my repetition, Stacks? Verbatim, that is. Uh, so Dijak uh, hits him, knocks him about a bit more, and Stax says, How about you be a man? <laughs> Uncuff me and we can settle this in the ring. <laughs> Dijak says, I plan on it. And then, oh, this is just the beginning. And he takes the tape and he puts a tiny, tiny key on a nearby desk and just leaves. Thoughts? None. Zero. Uh, very tired all of a sudden. I was, I was in a very dark place after that and I thought, what's going what's gonna to get me out of this funk? It's Chase U time. Uh, Duke Hudson, Thea Hale, and a load of other Chase U students are there training with Drew Gulak, and he's like, why do you do the headlock? And da, 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 da. Andre Chase comes in and goes, excuse me, what the f*** is going on here? <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel better now. Uh, and Duke explained that they were having a bit of a extra ring time whilst Mr. Chase was uh, busy, I think, grading papers. Um, and <laughs> it's a university, guys. Um, and they have a bit of back and forth to Andre and, and Drew Gulak. Uh, and Charlie Dempsey is injured. So his match tonight with Hank Walker is off. Um, and Chase is like, look, you know, I appreciate what you've done, but don't put my students in the ring without my permission. And Drew Gulak was like, well, all I'm doing is, you know, following up on what Dempsey was banging on about, saying all oh, your students are soft. And Duke Hudson squares up to him. And Hank says... Hey, Coach Gulag didn't mean nothing by it. It's just what he believes. Chase goes, Oh, I'll give you something to believe in, motherfucker. Nobody who has Chase you read is soft. And he shuts it all down and, and leaves with his students. I, I, I don't know. I'm so childish. <laughs> He's finally realized Bit of it. and Jeffin from Andre Chase always gives me a, a pop. Yeah, again, one of my favorite things in NXT, where they come this close to forgetting that by the end of all this, they've got to be wrestlers. Like, sometimes they get so deep into these characters that they've created. It's like, uh, uh, and I'll see you out in the ring next week. I, so, I love it. I love it when they just get so lost in all this. Uh, but they set, set up a match that's uh, to come a little bit later. And circling back to what came before, and then it was time for Stax versus Dijak. Dijak co- uh, comes out in his big leather jacket and his glasses. And is that the best entrance you've seen? This <laughs> Sage? Or? Yeah. No. Anyone else you can think of wearing like big long coat that you thought looked pretty good today? Yeah, Kenny Omega. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's that, that one sort of like one and one A or one and. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. So you got one. It's one's uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. And then you got Die Jack, and that's. <laughs> one A and one T. But He's playing a cleaner. He's playing a cleaner. It's so funny. I love it, man. I don't even like Omegas. 
like entrance because that's stupid music because he was doing his video games. I thing. wish it was Devil Sky with yeah. that same entrance. Oh, the entrance is cool enough, but like, I just sat there thinking, oh, it's Devil what, Sky, mate. What game's this off, Kenny? That I'll never know because this is for you rather than for me. Who you Final for? Fantasy VII. I don't care. I've How do you played. not know? Can't ever play Final Fantasy VII. I never played Final Fantasy. Yeah, but you know, VII. I've, heard, I've heard of Final Fantasy VII, but I couldn't tell you a single note of the music. Well, I can now because of Kenny. I don't know. That's the music. I said the entrance. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Money. <laughs> now that's an entrance theme. Dun, 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 dun. Money. 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 Dun, dun, dun. Sleep dog produce it. Money. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not being funny, right? I that could have lasted for half an hour and I'd still be popping. Yeah. <laughs> Our little exchange there. This was uh it was so bad it was good and it might have come all the way back around to just being good on its own terms now. This Sasha Banks debut. I can't remember. Oh, I thought you might have talked about Stark. What life was like before this. No, <laughs> no, that was it. That's how we'll define our life now. Mercedes debut and everything that came before it. <laughs> um, so, yes, Stark's got absolutely ragdolled here. He was already injured, obviously, coming into it, selling his ribs, selling other parts of his body that had been tortured by Dijak in the last seven days. Um, Stax does rally at one point, uh, and Dijak just nails him with a big boot instead. Uh, Stax kicks out. He's got a bit of bit of moxie about him. <laughs> uh, picks that was decent. Stax yeah. is all right. Dijak is. I can do Tony D. It's just Stax. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dijak's uh, pissed off, so he picks Stax up and knees him in the ribs. That's no need for that. You're gonna <laughs> beat him. Uh, but actually, to be fair, uh, Stax dropped down and rolled up Dijak for a nice little two count. So Dijak just picked him up, slingshot suplex, feast your eyes, one, two, three, starts attacking him again after the match is over. This means that Tony D's got to step in, uh, and he fights with Dijak and uh, clotheslines him out of the ring, gets on the mic and says, I wish you had the heart that my guy does here, uh, and challenges him to a match next week. Take the piss out of Dijak because it's easy, Mm -hmm. but sort of guiltily I'm quite enjoying the in-ring side of this character. When he's on offense, I am. Mm. Why is it so hard for this chronically broken and homogenized organization still to just have a really big, hard lad who doesn't really sell that much? I know they've got Omos, but it's like you want a worker in there who can do this role. Like an archer type. I always love a bloody Lance Archer mm. type. I think Wrestle Kingdom could have done with an archer match or something. Mm. He's going 50-50 with Stax. No offense if he's, uh, you know, around. Like just, it wasn't a squash where, ooh, there's a bit of a hope spot. It was like a bit even this. But what did you think? Well, no, I just, I like, I think I was more taken by Dijak's offense again. They maybe gotten away with that one for me this week. It never felt like, it never, like, veered into that terrifying, oh, back and forth, roll rolls on. Yeah, and yeah. That we never quite got there. Yeah. That, then I would have started to feel a little bit nervous. What but. was Michael Cole's old thing? That he's long since retired. Raw rolls on after the diamond. No, 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 it was when he was like, when Daniel Bryan was in the ring doing something great. Yeah. <coughs> Back and forth, here we go, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I used to love that one, didn't We're going to get that with Tony D, I fear. Yeah, that yeah. Won't be so good, Al. I don't think that one. Ne- Back and forth, near fall after near fall, here we go. That was an old Michael Cole one when he's retired. Oof. I'll swear I read on the New Year's Evil Wikipedia, granted it's Wikipedia yesterday, that it was Wesley versus Dijak set for this sh- show next week. But, but apparently that's not the case. we got the feud instead. Yeah, yeah. Tony D. He's going to go with his popcorn, remember, later on in the show. Of course, yeah. Um, well, I suppose we should uh, move on. See? Any chance? 
Oh, Stutch! Oh, Stutch, Stutch. Yeah, you come and sit down here, mate. Oh, thanks, Willie. You're a good guy, you know. Oh, God damn it. You're right, Stutch. That usual self. Yeah, I uh, didn't want to reveal too much yesterday. <laughs> I was uh, kind of fighting through the pain because I'd been kidnapped. And I got away, came to the pocket. Like, like the Stutch was not the wiser. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Being a little bit hoit today. No. Uh, a little bit sore. I, uh, you know, I previously uh, had a bit of an injury, you know. Uh, I got injured when my books fell on me. You seen this? You heard about this? I suppose I got no one to blame but myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good one, Stacks. Yeah, I like how you can still see the funny side yeah, of his life. I, I still got three jokes about uh, shelves. Injuries. <laughs> injuries. Hey, uh, hey, Suji. <laughs> yes, Stocks? You hear about the guy who got badly injured playing hide and seek? Right. Hide and seek. Ready. Ready or not, here I come. Let's find somebody. Hide and seek. It's one of those switcheroo things where when you're playing hide and seek, spend so long looking for him, my legs hurt. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. That's that's his standard. I I don't know, Starks. <laughs> this guy who got badly injured playing hide and seek. Oh, it got so bad they had to put him in the ICU. Oh, it's the way. Goddamn, tell him. That's the third. Yeah. You do that the third time. Oh, his head's I, all uh, <laughs> all messed up over here. <laughs> yeah, what do you call Batman when he's injured? Huh? Picture that Batman carrying some. I feel a little bit like Batman today. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Payne. Oh, that's brilliant. Bruce Payne. Yeah, that can't be Bruce Payne. It's close. It's bruised Wayne. Mm. Uh, yeah. Good. Finally, guys. <laughs> what do you transport an injured pig in? <laughs> <laughs> a ambulance. Oh, of course. Yeah. In a motherfucking ambulance. It's the way I... Oh, God damn it. Oh, Stax, oh, what a sorry sight. I'll see you next week. Guys. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Have, you, have, you got, <laughs> have you got like a, one of those neck pillows for the plane? I, uh, I'm going to see if I can uh, get a little five finger discount on that at the uh, kiosk. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I told you that. Just, on this. Well, yeah, yeah. just hang on. <laughs> I think you're told, what, so? I, I think you told the world. Keep it to yourselves and uh, look after old stag daddy. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. So oh, poor Stacks, man. I'm sorry for him there. Ah, it's quite nice to me though. Maybe maybe you should get injured more often. Well, it just kind of makes me resent Dijak a little bit more. Yeah, why pick on him of all people on this wretched roster? I know. Wow, well, guy. Well, what have we Mc ever done to him? JD McDonald deserves more of a kicking, probably. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who's the most punk rat? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> NXT roster. Every punk rat rang from worst to best. <laughs> Long listen our website a lot was. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, right, Mackenzie then backstage with uh, Oromensa um, and asks what, sh- what he's got planned for 2023. And he says, oh, I'm really excited about this year. And then in comes the real star. Big body Javi's here. And he says, 2023 is going to be the year of big body Javi. And I'm releasing my own Christmas album as a result. And they're like, what? Sorry, they're like, Huh? So it's, it's a bit late in it. He goes, anyone can release a Christmas <laughs> album. And uh, Aura says, it's a bit cringe, that, mate. And uh, he says, well, after I finish with you, you won't be bloody singing. So that set up the match, obviously. Terrible. I absolutely abject matchmaking and building. Now you say that. Yep. And I'll stick to it. Yeah, but you might want to save that take for what came next. Toxic <laughs> oh, God. There's convenient <laughs> storytelling. You've gone early. And yeah. then there's this. You know, like how sometimes, and I don't think Omega Osprey will suffer this at all, because Wrestle Kingdom stuff tends not to. But you know how often there's, uh, like, really top end. George and Andrew in here, isn't it? <laughs> top end. <laughs> Wham. Top end work in January. They had forgotten for, like, end of the year season, awards season. I don't think this promo should. I, we need to write this down somewhere. Yeah, put like, it on the board. Like, all-time worst of the year, because I just think by the... T- you know, we're going to watch a lot of NXT this year, and there's going to be stuff that's going to feel in the moment, like, oh, that was so much worse. This, If this was in, like, a July or August time, 100%, yeah. with a, number one with a bullet, worst thing of the year. Yeah, I, I, and I've not really done it justice, because I despise this so much, I've barely made any notes. So, Toxic Attraction. Nice t-shirt you are in there. Nice thing. Thanks, mate. Lovely colour. Uh, Lovely fit as well. Thanks. Uh, Toxic Attraction, head down to the ring. Uh, well, what's the body for that. I haven't got a then? lovely fit body for t-shirts. Stuck with this, like, sludgy Hank Walker physique. <laughs> I know myself. <laughs> so, uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolin are uh, talking about revenge on Roxanne Perez, etc., etc. And then uh, they're interrupted by Indy Hartwell, which was probably the only one that made sense in terms of she walked out from the back. She, she's heard them cutting this promo and gone, I'm not having this. You're Walks talking f***ing 
Like they were doing that awful scripted stuff. Like you forget that now because of the thing, the things that are to come. But this promo, in its own terms, was appalling. Like they cannot do anything. No. I've, like I've complained about this for a long time. They cannot do in anything. The match is a bang average. The acting is cringeworthy, and the promo delivery is excruciating. The dialogue here was just another thing to add on it. They can't elevate this abysmal material. No. So Hartwell comes out and says, oh, I'm bloody tired of you banging on about toxic attraction. And, you know, she wants to get her hands on the title and blah, blah. Cora Jade interrupts. She's in the crowd. And I thought, not to get ahead of ourselves, Isage, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. And she buried Indy Hartwell in the promo. And then in another stairwell is Nikita Lyons who has a go at Cora Jade and Toxic Attraction, and she wants the title. Same goes for Zoe Stark, who has some lines about thirst traps on Instagram or whatever it was. She tries to do this thing where she's talking about Nikita Lyons, where she tries to do a pun on her ass, but she changes it to assets. That's it. Except the delivery's so piss poor that I think I'm the only person on the planet who's realized what she's trying to do. (laughs) You're out there wriggling your assets. That's what she's trying to do. Bless her. Uh, Wendy Chu, she's involved in all this as well. They all want to be the top of the women's division, basically. Um, and the only good bit of this, as always, is Thea Hale, who just yells, Go, boy! <laughs> and then this huge women's brawl breaks out. Uh, Alba Fire walks out and gets jumped by Isla Dawn. Um and the, loads of other women from the women's division run out, and the brawl just keeps going and keeps going, and uh, Dawn and Fire just fight off to another bit of the building. Uh, and then Roxanne Perez's music hits, and she's on that big eagle's nest perch thing, uh, and everyone just stops what they're doing and turns and looks at her, and she says, don't worry, guys, no need to fight. Well, not now, because next week there's going to be a 20-woman battle royal, and the winner will get a title shot of Vengeance Day. Bye! And then I think the brawl just kept going at that point. I do this extended bit on Dynamite where I say, imagine you are a bird, right? You wouldn't get on the cad. <laughs> imagine you're an actual bird, a shoot bird, right? And you are looking with your bird's eye view onto the Dynamite <laughs> arena. Shoot bird. <laughs> shoot bird. And you uh, look upon the Dynamite arena in which, or whichever arena is that dyna- Dynamite is, emanating from mm-hmm. that night. The Texas Arena. Texas. The Texas Arena <laughs> in Texas. And you peel the roof off that arena, and then you look, where's Tony Schiavone? He's there. Where's Renee Paquette? She's there. Look where the interview subject is. She's there. <laughs> and then there's a big line of people ready to interrupt on either side. It just looks <laughs> ridiculous, right? Peel the roof off the NXT <laughs> Arena in the Performance Center, and you've got Wendy Chu. By the stairs, where the fans go up and down to get in and out and go, you know what, Toxic Attraction just happened to cut a promo later on tonight, and then that gets interrupted by Indy Hartwell, who I think I've got more of a claim to a title shot, actually. I'm well-positioned here to come out and stake my claim for that. It's everything I hate about WWE. Even that's too generous, by the way, because you're not waiting for the one person, you're waiting for the person who's waiting for the person who's waiting for the person. Like, it's only your thing. rival that's going uh, to come out and like And if it's Zoe Stark, all right, good chance that she comes out and I'm going to talk about her ass. Zoe Stark, yeah, that's it. Zoe Stark's just all like fired up and ready to go. And uh, oh, Nikita Lyons didn't bother her. Oh, I'll just go now. I just <laughs> get my things. It was 
awful. This. And isn't it bloody convenient that they're going to have a 20 women's? 20 women's battle royal. 20 women's battle royal. And there were loads of women out there. And it's like, that's what it's going to look like. <laughs> I know what it looks like. God damn it. Yeah. Even if I didn't. Even if the first time I ever tuned in to watch a professional wrestling program was NXT on a Tuesday night. Right? They don't explain the rules of a battle royal. So why do they have to tell me that there's 20 of them? And it, it's obvious. It's, I just like the idea that in my... And now what a battle royal looks like. In my head, they're, they're laying out their big plans for the year and they've got what, Stand and Deliver or whatever it is in April. All this stuff. And they go, uh, how are we going to determine Roxanne Perez's uh, title shot at that show? Should we have a 20 women over the top rope battle royal? Well, not after the Women's Royal Rumble this year. We've got to do it before. Uh, next week? Yeah, that'll do. The thing is, but right, this is like anti-promotion because there's nothing wrong. There's no obvious challenger anymore. Roxanne Perez has won the title and it's kind of a you know fresh start, new year, clean slate, anyone's open to title shot. They don't have rankings anyway. So, And NXT's got a half-decent history with these number one contenders battle royals as well. Just announced that match. Yeah. Roxanne Perez is a yeah. babyface and wants the challenger. Like, they, they go this far for a segment that didn't need to exist. Roxanne Perez wants to challenge us. She'll fight on. She'll take on anybody on this roster. So the roster have agreed, cool, I'll enter a battle royal then. Like, that's actually a pretty cool way to build your babyface champion. It's the opposite of what Manny Rose would have done. Yes. She wouldn't have wanted this. And Roxanne Perez does. And instead, you have, you have to do this. Minging interruption. Like, an, an all-time bad promo train, this. Yeah. Um, so, but as I said, Alba Fire, Isla Dawn, they fought off. And uh, they go to a break and then come back. They're fighting around the bloody building. They're in the warehouse. They're fighting near the big NXT letters. I think Brombreaker cut in half, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Kicked in half or something. <laughs> Referee's there like, you've got to bloody stop this and start your match out there. Because they obviously had that extreme resolutions match coming up. It's a full reps. Come on, guys, get it together. Ah, somebody's done. Come on, guys, pick yourself up. So, yeah, um, they're fighting on this platform. And Isla Dawn takes this horrific bump. Uh, into a pile of two-by-fours and, I think, chairs or something. Mm. And shot it weird. Just obviously, she didn't actually have to take the bump. Uh, referee's like, well, I guess that's I guess that's that, guys. Um, and then Fire puts her in a like a wheelbarrow or something, or a chair. No, she puts her in a chair, that's it. Tries to wheel her into the arena. And then they go, cool, uh, ring the bell, I suppose, for the Extreme Resolutions match. That wheelbarrow spot on the woman. Again, let's just reiterate. Touched a referee's leg, caused him to convulse and vomit black goo. Yes. And she was just plonked in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Best get her out there so I can wrap oh, a tight Oh, no, my kryptonite. <laughs> Wheelbarrows. Just Christ alive, man. The show was abysmal, and it's going to get worse from here. <laughs> uh, fire hit a gory bomb and got a near fall early on. Then she used the chair, the metal chair on, on uh, Isla Dawn. Uh, fire puts the chair on her, climbs the turnbuckles, and Dawn just chucks it at her and nails her in the head. Fights back when we come back from the break, does Isla Dawn. Fires up, dives through the ropes, sets up a table at ringside. Isla Dawn uh, counters uh, Alba Fire. Um, and so Isla Dawn slams a toolbox shot on Alba Fire's hand and they fight near the table. Uh, but eventually, Isla Dawn gets put on the table, Fire goes up into the ring, off the top turnbuckle, swantons onto Isla Dawn on the table. Oh, boy. Which doesn't break 
Uh, oh, and there was a creepy. You seem smile. like you need to apply force to break something. <laughs> I actually missed it completely. Yeah, um, and before that, I should say Isla Dawn had like a creepy smile of like, "Good, I want to go through this table and lose." Actually, this is like JD McDonough again. Yeah, um, and so Albafire, uh, to her credit, just picked her up and gory bombed her through the table. Uh, chucks her back in the ring. One, two, three. That's an extreme resolutions match. No uh, Jimmy Wang Yang to be seen. <laughs> I've got a question to ask, okay? I'm quite game, because it's a serious question, okay? How would you sell a forearm, Wilborn? Like, say if you were in a wrestling match, right? What would your instincts be if I've just forearm? Oh, my bloody chin! How would you do it if you weren't doing a gimmick? Oh, sorry. Ooh! How would you sell a forearm? Oof! Well, that's good. Do it again. Ooh! <laughs> that's... <laughs> Eric Bugenhagen... That's how she sold it. Go and watch this match. Honestly, the first it's something that happens on the YouTube highlights. I had to show Murray, oh, so I was like, I don't want to go on. <laughs> so I had to show Murray. Like Lex Luger, man, honestly. So I had to show Murray this, so I went on the YouTube. Oh! Yeah. Right. Wow. And uh, so I was like, oh, Murray, it's in the first 20 seconds. Before, like, the, when the Wrestle Kingdom will, the stream will resume in five minutes. Yeah. So I've got five minutes. You need to see this from NXT last night. And my God, Alba Fire forearms Isla Dawn, and Isla Dawn goes. <laughs> she sounds like she's singing "Down with a Sickness." It's ridiculous. There'll be a temptation among the dickheads of .NET and just the worst kind of wrestling media websites to go. You know what? A good gory bomb. Therefore, the action was pretty good. No, this match is terrible. This match is terrible. It's not about the good execution of moves. I know there's a curve here of Lash Legend. Yeah. And some of the other, like, really, really green and not very good talents in NXT where you think, all right, okay, we've got two women who can really wrestle and they can do a gory bomb. Yes, they can, and they should just be doing stuff like that. I feel so much secondhand embarrassment on behalf of Isla Dawn in particular for, like, going, hey, come on and get me. Oh, Ben, she's doing this creepy, like, yeah, I love it, actually. And she gets told, because it's not her job to do her job, she gets told you have to be animated and creepy. Oh, the and chat was excruciating. And the chat was excruciating, and the monologues and all the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, go on YouTube, type in Alba Fire Isle of Dawn from last night in just 20 seconds if you don't watch the show, because it's the funniest Cell of anything I think I've ever seen. It's like, remember, I'll be quick because we've got more work to do. Uh, remember, have you ever seen DDP versus the machine from Thunder? Don't know. Where it's like this one power plant guy who's like, okay, we've trained him a long time. He's got a good look. Let's try him out. And uh, he has this match with DDP. It's a legendary bad match. You'll have to watch it. Um, Thunder 1999. And uh, <laughs> so the spot is he's going to the top rope of the machine. And DDP, like, stumbles backwards into the rope, so he does the crotch chop. Takes him a second to register it. He jumps into the center point of the rope, like, on a two-second delay, and then goes, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. It's almost as bad as that. I'm going to Google it. You give me your take on this match. I've none. I I just don't care about these two and the Isle of Dawn character for what they've given that character already. And that's used her powers to make sure the table didn't break. Yeah. Well, oh, the second once. time. I'm going to use it once. Yeah, well, then you've got to be able to finish back. It's like a video game. Yeah, yeah. They've done, you know, like the JD McDonough comparison we talked about before. I like the pain, actually. 
this is their thing now, isn't it? Because these characters can't really lose. Mm. And then sure enough, poof, they lose straight away. <laughs> so that's like the new way to have them get beat. Actually, that's what I wanted to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, Good. Keep talking. He's building it up. So uh, Mackenzie's backstage with Grayson Bloody Waller, who's obviously doing the Grayson Waller effect with uh, Bron Breaker later on in the show. Uh, and he says, Look, I've been aligning my mind and my vision over the past week. I'm ready for Bron. I've turned Bron back into a Hulk smash guy. Um, he may have that dog in him, but he's not immune from the Grayson Waller effect, which is, I think, just pissing him off, basically. Yeah. I've I got more to say on this Grayson Waller Bron Breaker thing, but it's probably better after the. Yeah, yeah, yeah just save some time. Eh? <laughs> um, and then we get a vignette looking at the uh, the law of Indushare. Um, they're both global figures, but they get no bloody respect in the United States. The way they're going to get respect, though, is by destroying the Creed brothers. Uh, and they, the Creed say, we're not stepping stones for anyone. You chose the wrong team to target. Uh, and they talk about Indushare, waiting until the Creed's are 100%. And respect is earned, all that sort of thing. Christ, I'm really looking forward to this next week. Is it next week? Shoot hype for this match next week. Oh, yes, good, I'm glad. It's been a while where they've been... We lost it at thingy, didn't we? Dead Lane. Dead Lane. Yeah, that that feels like 500 years ago. Like, speaking of things 500 years ago that continue on, were they dropping hints that Ivy Nile's going to turn and yet again, what, what to make of the diamond mine? Oh, God, I know. Like, was that what sort of was alluded oh, to? Oh, yeah, like they said you should listen, should listen to Ivy. Yeah. Uh, big Body Javi versus Oramensa. I thought Oramensa looked good here. Um, Bernal attacked him before the bell, um, but Mensa fired up forearms, lion salt, Puts him in a submission uh, in the ropes, and I sort of it's a bit sort of tarantula esque. It wasn't, but it was similar to that. Northern Light Suplex, spinning heel kick from Mensa. One, two, three. Looked good here, I thought. Yeah, but like it was a bit flavorless. It was that competent developmental wrestling that if you praise it, you like like praise it, praise it, overpraise it. You know better than those like people online that go yeah, B minus. But yeah, there was no possible feeling that gets it anywhere near. Yeah, anywhere yeah, near. it was fine. Dora Mensa's got a. Good athleticism and a unique way of getting around. Mm. <laughs> uh, right, Boris Johnson, Sir Wanksalot, and uh, Fallon Henley are backstage, excited for 2023. It's their year. Fallon obviously won the Battle of the Bar. Uh, when in uh, in walks Kiana James. Um, but she you says, were looking at the soundboard there. Yeah, I'm just checking if I had any uh, business sound. You forgot the assistant wasn't there. Yeah, the assistant wasn't there, so no need for that. Um, Any business sounds. Nice typewriter noise. (laughs) There you go. Um, World Wrestling Federation. She said, she said, World Wrestling Federation. Was that on Beyond the Mat? It loops. Yeah, yeah. Poor bloody woman. She says, hey, 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 hey. I'm not here to fight. (laughs) One. Wrestling with shadows. It's another uh, wrestling sound. (laughs) I say that one. <laughs> there goes my 20 year career. Had a fax machine straight into the WCW. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Kiana James. I love him more than my own kids, but Christ. Says, <laughs> I'm not there to fight. Third one, 20 years. <laughs> says, Congratulations, Val <laughs> Henley. Uh, and says, Good luck in the Battle Royal. And tells uh, Sir Wanks a lot, Hey, text me. He says, you know, I will. I thought he wanted to knob the assistant. Maybe both. I mean, yeah. taking both because he's hardcore. Yeah. He'll take what he can get because he's desperate. He wants to put his fingers in a lot of pies. Uh, he's putting his, his fingers are in a lot of... <laughs> he's fingering pies. Oh, because he's a new chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cook. Um, is this is it happening? C-O-O-K. Is it going to happen? No, is he going to get his dick wet? Is that... Honestly. It's... Um, what's the... It's Valentine's Day... 
something or other. That's the uh, they've gone to an arena, haven't they? Slapped Mandy Rose all over the market and then sacked her. <laughs> Vengeance <laughs> Day. Vengeance Day. That's it. Yeah, for Valentine's Day. Ooh, most romantic day of the year. Vengeance Day. <laughs> um, yeah, like how New Year's evils every January, the yeah, yeah. or something, whatever it is. Um, someone's been secretly filming the tag champs in this weird anonymous Twitter thing. I, I, I have no idea what was going on here, if I'm perfectly honest. GTV. But I don't know what was so... I don't understand the implication of being filmed in itself is bad. Yeah. yeah. But there's nothing like candid that was revealed here. This is the worst show as well, to have like the commentators do a very serious face about like voyeurism, because we've seen people just about having straight up full sex in yeah. backstage vignettes with like cameras and lights, three yeah. cameras, the whole deal. And then it's like one camera through a blind saying, your knee's 100%. We uh, do not endorse what <laughs> Who's this a dig at? Like, who's, what's going on here? I saw Duke Hudson get Persia Prota by the small of a back, go, <laughs> just press her pussy against his cock, right? And just go, eh. And that's not a violation of a private Not a moment. single apology from Vic and Wade that week. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, what was next? Oh, yeah. Uh, Andre Chase versus Drew Gulak. Um, and the story here is Gulak is a good sportsman when he's winning. <laughs> so they do a bit of a lock-up. Yeah, have it. Well, well played. Shake hands, etc., etc. But because Andre Chase starts getting the better of him, he's like, oh, no, not like that. Um, Charlie Dempsey's watching backstage. He's got his arm in a sling, but then he takes it off and storms out. Uh, Chase, Chase, uh, Andre Chase did the Chase U stomps, puts him in a figure four, but Gulak gets to the ropes, and uh, Chase is like, oh, eh, give me the sort of daps for that. Just cheap shots him. Uh, pummels him, puts him in a dragon sleeper. Andre Chase taps out, and Gulak takes a bit of time releasing the hold here. On a knobhead. What's a um, less, a more bleak place than Blackpool? Many options there? Because I was trying to do like, uh, you know, uh, insert oh, name yeah. of other town uh, combat club. Margate. That's an even grimmer, like, beach town. I think it's London-based Grimsby. as well. Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby. Grimsby Combat, combat Club. club. Grimsby Combat Club. Maybe Grimsby, in case there's any listeners there, it just, it's got the word grim in it, yeah. so I can't yeah. help it. And it's in, like, Lincolnshire as well, and that's a county without really any kind of... Only people from Lincolnshire care about Lincolnshire. Kind mm. of doesn't you can skip past it otherwise. I've got <laughs> like, from Lincolnshire. Very yeah. funny man. Bet I love like Lincolnshire, but is that Skegness area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, from, he's, he's from. Yeah, he's used from. to go to Butlin Skeggy when I was a kid. He's from Skeggy. Nice, really nice. Bo- well, is he nice or just funny? I think it's just more funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not the nicest bloke, but he's very funny. Speaking of not being able to work out what you think about a person, Charlie Dempsey. Do they think that he's got this like sort of hook, quiet charisma? Because I can't work out what his face is trying to do. I don't really get Charlie Dempsey at the moment. He's he's like very expressionless. He's trying like, to say here it is Merry Christmas. <laughs> I feel like that's the, he's working on the instruction of like be uh, expressionless and calm and cool and collected, but I'm not sure he's making got, it work. I'm not sure that's... But that's is that all he's got though? I, I, hey, he's in developmental. Yeah. I'll never forget, they're in developmental. Yeah. Maybe he'll develop some... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it's like horrible. Eh? Like charisma or something. <laughs> like who knows, who knows. Uh, These days, son, you're going to be the absolute best. Wesley says he's going to do. Well, com- he's back there, aren't he? He's going to do commentary for Dijak versus Tony D next week, uh, and the winner of that match faces him for the title. And then it was time for Kofi Kingston versus Joe Gacy. Um, Are you setting me up for a skip there? Yeah, you know, no, I was, I was setting you up because <laughs> I thought you were going to go. Oh, thank God, it's the main event. Because I did this when I was putting my notes together. I was like, it's got to be the main event. This now we've had like six matches already. You know what? For the three minutes, they worked together really well. <laughs> oh yeah, the ma- yeah. 
Xavier Woods was on commentary. Uh, Ava Rain. Where do I know her from? Oh, Crocs door. Um, Crotch just uh, kicks it on the turnbuckle. Gacy hits the superplex, works him over. Kingston makes a comeback. It's a good bit, isn't it? Nails all of his, nails all of his moves. <laughs> Look to get interfering again. Kingston gets out of the way. Uh, that allows Gacy to take over, though, because Kingston's getting out of that. And See Robbie Fowler's on main event this week. You think? I think so. Oh. Uh, Woods um, gets all up in the yin uh, at ringside, um, but then Kingston wipes out the yin. Uh, with a big flip dive over the ropes, and Kingston hits the trouble in paradise and pings Gacy one two three. Yeah, this was decent. This um, Gacy probably doesn't need this show, but he's knee deep in this terrible. Oh, gimmick he's very experienced fella. Yeah, very good. Knee yeah. deep in this gimmick and years of using law at this point. I think he's possibly stuck there, and it's a shame because I don't think he needs to be on the show. I've not really the credit to Kofi that because I've not really felt that in a lot of his matches, but I got it here. Has looked way oh, beyond. Casey's really good. It's yeah, just, but I think when it's impossible. Gear, you've changed your mind. I think so. I think the gears had a lot to do. Yeah, with it. yeah. it's just impossible to tell. Uh, Main event time. No, Ang Walker's backstage with Drew Gulak. Oh God, uh, and says, uh, "Yeah, actually, all the you know goodness that I've been teaching you, bollocks to that. A win's a win." Um, Charlie Dempsey walks in and says, "Right, next week it's on." Gulak says, "Yeah, well, Hank Walker's going to rip your arm out of his socket. Let's go, Hank." Okay, intense. Gulak's good at this, like, flipping personality gimmick. He's done it before quite Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I like Drew Gulak uh, a lot. I love, I, I like Gulak. I think it's gr- very good. Uh, we get a version of Drew Gulak's probably best ever WWE match on tonight's AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Now, mm. Stick around for the preview, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, pretty deadly. Uh, still running chores, I think, for the new day. Um, it's feeling a bit tired, all this shticking it. Yeah, the new day sucks next day. It's like a week in the match. It's not good for a match. <laughs> Literally, literally one match because yeah, I did the Pledge of Allegiance. Why does Booker T hate him so much? He's really, really pissed off and denies that uh, Kofi Kingston has broke the tag record. It's factually out there and he's crunched some alternate numbers that he's made up in his head. Like he said, nope, it's wrong. Like in the promo like over Christmas where... Slacking him Kofi, off on commentary. Yeah, where Kofi was saying, like, like maybe we're just saying he's got some like 15 or 16 tag titles. It's amazing. It's the most ever. Even more than Booker T. Booker T said, nope. Nope. <laughs> I checked. I got more. Nope. Everybody's checked, fucker. <laughs> Maths, mate. <laughs> Stats. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, they pretty deadly going to run a gauntlet to get themselves a title shot, basically. Do that. The heels as well. The cowardly heels. Be more creative. Are they being baby-faced? Don't be more creative. Be l- less creative, if anything. You don't have to be creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Aye. Uh, and then just before the main event, there's a countdown, and someone's excited about New Year. New Year's Evil. And said we'd be in a gauntlet match, but we didn't say we were going to be number one. Mm. Uh. I think they did say run the gauntlet. <laughs> so the person in the dress yeah. is it? I think it is. I think you're allowed to get excited. <sighs> Different voice. Different voice. Maybe it's a swive. Hopefully, it's the return of Tiffany Stratton. Uh, main event: Grayson Waller effect with Bron Breaker. Um, Waller welcomes us with his little picture in his own picture. Um, and his own t- set of messages on Instagram Live or whatever it is. So this is the final public appearance of Bron as NXT champion. Bron interrupts. Uh, Warner says, you kind of interrupts him there before I could do your big introduction. Welcome, Bron Bron. Uh, he says, look, I know you want to take my head off. Uh, but Bron's like, no. I just remember he called him Bronathan in that earlier promo. And uh, Grayson Warner handpicks a comment that definitely wasn't written by him. 
uh, asking uh, Ron what it felt like to play Goldberg in the spearhead round the world. Uh, and Wall is like, you've thick twat. Uh, Why'd you fall for that? And Bron like, oh, well, you know, you, Grayson, you outsmarted me. And Grayson's getting more and more annoyed that Bron's not getting wound up, basically. Um, Bron says, yeah, you know what? I did think the memes were pretty funny, if I'm honest. And uh, you got a point, Wall. And Wall's like, uh, yeah, my point's two million. Two million pounds, actually. That's my point. And uh, Bron's like, yep. Um, Wall's like, look, mate, where's the Bron Breaker who wants to spear my head off? Because if... If you're not here, if you know if that he's not here next week, it's just going to be a coronation. Bron says, "Hey, you know you're good, you're smart, you're crafty," uh, and Wall's like, Sh- "Just shut up, everyone!" Right? The let me get this right. Future former NXT champion's going to speak, <laughs> and Bron says, "Look, what separates you from everyone else is you can get under everyone's skin." Um, and the best compliment I can give you is you, you're outsmarting everyone. You're better than everyone. All your viral moments, jumping off the cage at War Games, hitting Gargano with a chair, jumping off that ladder at Stand and Deliver. That was a that was certainly viral. Uh, blinding Apollo Crews. Nothing uh, <laughs> viral. Nothing's Give viral. Over. Uh, but he says, look, to me, all those, you know, Mark Wilde's viral are just distractions. Um, and Bron says, look, I know you're going to give it your best shot, but I'm still going to leave NXT champion at New Year's Evil. And that, in a nutshell, is the Grayson. Grayson's like, don't you bloody dear, Waller. Don't you do it. Effect. And uh, Waller's like, you prick. You're an overrated champion who only ever did one thing, and that's steal your dad's gimmick. Ooh. And uh, his uncles, if anything. (laughs) Bron and Waller go face to face. And Bron smiles says, I don't really care what you say, and I love my dad. So, bye. See you next week. Not really a big match one, is it? <laughs> it feel like, you feel like a massive match, this. Anyway, Waller goes to leave. Uh, no, yes, Bron goes to leave, and Waller tries to get one more little dig in. Bron turns around, chins him, power slams him. Uh, Waller gets out of the ring. Bron's ripped his jacket off in amongst all this. Grabs Waller's phone and says, you want a viral moment? And he leaps over the top rope onto Waller and stands posing with the title belt as the show goes off the air. This is what these characters would probably do. I like these characters well enough. Grace and more than the other. I don't think it makes for a very interesting build that gets me hyped on a big title match, if I'm being perfectly honest. No, I, I, I sort of, I'm compelled to see what happens with Grace and Waller as a title contender more than I'm finding this a particularly compelling storyline. I don't think, based on this anyway, um, I, I liked here how Bron not only kept his cool, but kept his cool and used his physical dominance. It's sort of a worst-case scenario segment for Grayson Waller. But I think he'll get him next week. I think Grayson Waller gets him disqualified next week in a fit of rage. I don't think the, ah, Bron Smash guy is gone. I just think he was able to keep his composure one week. Grayson will get him. And then they'll... What was the name of that doll that pissed him off? Was it Chucky? It wasn't Chucky, was it? Chucky was it the was. one that pissed his dar off. So, yeah, yeah. But he'll get him somehow. Oh. Whoa. They'll have a rematch where Bron can lose the title on DQ or something like that uh, for Vengeance Day. And that might be the title change. And that might be a little bit more of a compelling way as well because WWE don't mind chucking title reigns away on cheap little finishes like that. And Waller winning it that way would... I think that's what's going to happen. I, th- I don't think we get a finish next week. And I think they, they rematch this. What? What do you think of this this closing segment? I told you. They go home. I told you. What? I said that I like the characters. Oh, yeah. This is what the characters would do. 
But I'm not into it. So <laughs> Fair enough. Follow me at M. Sidgwick. <laughs> follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Anna Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Let us know your thoughts on this show. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As we mentioned, our Wrestle Kingdom 17 review is out right now. And a little bit later, myself and the Dadly Boys will be sitting down to preview AW Day of Made. Uh, but for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.